Hello, my friends. Katie Day with the Movement of Texas team today. We are here with another episode of the Real Advice Podcast. I'm excited for this week's guest. Uh, coming from a hospitality and management background, he has done a ton in many different areas of real estate, from investing and flipping to rental properties and beyond, finally landing in residential real estate. Uh, he's definitely been in many different parts of the industry and now leads the number one small team in Alabama. Please join me in welcoming Dusty Cole. Thank you, Katie. Such an honor to be here. I appreciate the invite. I'm so glad you're here. So for those that may not know you, Dusty, tell me a little bit about yourself. So um, I run a small team in, in, on the Gulf Coast of Alabama with my wife, my wife and I, Heather. Um, she does operations, marketing, and I do sales. Um, so kind of the, the forward facing, she does the, the back end very well. Uh, we have two kids, um, 11 and 12 years old. Born and raised in the market where we serve and, and work. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're with the Remax franchise here. Uh, we also own a, a model mortgage uh, franchise and a We Insure franchise, uh, which is their newer businesses that are just growing. Cool. Well, I definitely want to dig a little bit into the ancillary services and stuff like that. But um, I guess let's kind of dig into like the real estate side of things first and then kind of okay. get there eventually. Um you know, what advice would you give to someone that's like just starting out in real estate? I'd probably say uh, make sure you're getting in the business under the right pretenses. Um, I find that a lot of people get in the business with this distorted view of what the business actually is. Um, you know, so really kind of talk to people that are successful in the business and make sure you understand what it's actually going to take to do the job and do it well and, and to build a business. And that's another thing I would say, focus on building a business and, and don't take like a hobbyist approach about it. Um, you know, and then, and then early on focus on having real estate conversations, however you want to do that, wherever you want to generate, generate those um, just, it's a contact sport. Talk to people. Yeah, no, I think that that's so important. Uh, so many people, go to the office and stay really busy, but they're not actually having conversations with people. Right. Um, you know, and I think running like a business is something that's super important as well. Um, for a lot of people, you know, that have had previous careers and stuff like that, you know, you kind of get the budgeting and management side of things. But mm -hmm. uh, for those that this is their first job, um, you know, I think, or a job that they think there, there's more freedom, I think that... Um, Right. And I see I see people get into it and they're attracted to the freedom. And and really, that is like a trap. I mean, sure, you have some freedom. Like, I mean, if you if I want to go to my, my daughter's uh, field trip, we're going to do that. You know, I'm not going to miss a ball game. Yeah. But if I really want to build a business that is sustainable and of importance, you know, we start at 8 a.m. We have a morning routine we follow. You know, we work all day. You know, we work from a schedule. Yeah. You know, it's not like these just you know, wake up and what am I doing today? You know, which I see a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel that way sometimes, but I do have a schedule as well. So um, you did mention that you and your wife work together. So how did you start the team? Do y'all have team members on it as well? What does that look like? Yep. So I started uh, full-time sales in uh, January of 2016 as just a single agent. And um, I was licensed about a year prior. I was, you know, in a different career. Um, about halfway through that first year, I was already starting to 
be busy, you know, and, and generate enough business where she was able to quit her career. She had a good job and then come work with me, uh, which really enabled us to kind of catapult because her strengths are completely different than mine. Yeah. I'm a salesperson mindset you know, entrepreneur. She's like an operator um, back back of the house type person. So uh, we work together. Um, you want me to just keep going? Or yeah, is that for sure. For sure. Okay. Um, we hired our first agent, I think in 2017. So that was our first hire buyer's agent. And then um, we hired a second agent and then a transaction and then a transaction coordinator. So we've been in this kind of slow evolving process, pulling her out, um, you know, pulling her out. So now we have a listing coordinator, transaction coordinator, executive assistant who helps me personally um, and um, four agents right now. Yep. Stay small as far as agents. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and I know, I mean, you guys are definitely highly productive for your size. What um, would you st- still do it the same way? And I think, you know, a lot of times, so like I, when I started my team, our first hire was an agent. And if I could go back and do it again, I would probably have started with an admin, but it sounds like your wife kind of was in that role with like some of the marketing and admin stuff. Yeah, um, would you still do it the same way? I think so. Um, of course, we we learned some lessons on hiring, you know, through yeah. the process. Um, but I definitely think I think it's important to make sure you have the sales volume happening, you know, before you grow. Um, you know, some people I see try to grow too quickly. It's like they have this idea of what their team should look like and they just start hiring towards it. Um, you know, so I think having the engine turning. Um, but I think the order of which we did things was good. Um, you know, and of course now we're, we're much more, um, intelligent, you know, with hiring, you know, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think that there's so many different, you know, people out there that talk about their teams and things like that. So it's like, I think there's no really one size fits all, you know, I talked to someone the other day and they were asking me about my team and I called, kind of told them the structure and they're like, well, that's not how I want to run mine. I'm like, that's fine. You know, yeah. there's no, there's no one size fits all. So it's always interesting. So, comment on that, Katie. And I think that's the freedom, right, that you have as an entrepreneur in this business. You know, it's not the freedom to not work all day or whatever. It's to build it however you want it. And that's what really excited me about this business. Um, whenever, you know, we started, it was like, I felt like all my entrepreneurial like spirits could really get to work. You know, yeah. I can build it however and fail if we can and change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how do you balance working with your spouse or what advice would you give to someone that's, you know, maybe they're, cause you hear that a lot. I mean, that's how, that's how our team started, uh, yeah. that's how, your, how your team started as well. Like what advice would you give to someone? I think develop what lane, you know, you guys are going to be in. Um, I think we were kind of fortunate that, you know, we both, both were not trying to be salespeople at the same yeah. time. Um, so, you know, just try to get those boundaries. You know, we actually kind of have a saying on our team, stay in your lane, you know, where the, the, uh, the admin support will correct the agents. Nope. You know, that's my lane, but I think just having a, you know, understanding, you know, husband, wife, you know, this is my lane. Trust me. Let me do this. This is my lane. You know, let me do this yeah. and kind of define that from the beginning. Um, and then I would say vacation together, take time off, you know, do all those things outside of work you know, where you can still have fun together and not be work all the time. Yeah. And that's good advice uh, for whether or not you're working with your spouse, still carving out that time for personal life and doing things. And um, especially over the past few years, I feel like we've all kind of fallen in the trap of how busy it's been in the market, like just work, work, work. So that's right. I agree. hundred percent. So you mentioned 
that you know you guys have you're up to four agents on the team right now obviously yep. i'm sure you're you're going to continue to grow as time goes on um you know i know your background is hospitality and, and kind of management of people stuff like that mm-hmm. i always feel like hospitality is a great uh, source for real estate agents, yep. just because you're dealing with lots of people, you know, different personalities, stuff like that. Um, as you've grown the team and and had, I'm sure, great hires and maybe uh, people that weren't maybe the best fit here. What mm-hmm. like where do you, have you found is like the best place to to find agents, or what's kind of that like agent avatar for y'all? Right, good question. Uh, I do think hospitality is a great place to start because um, you learn so much. You have to develop some grit. Um, if you're like customers facing, you know, in that type of industry, uh, you also have good communication skills. Um, I do find sometimes in, in that industry, there might be some discipline, you know, you know, that has to be overcome, you know, when you're kind of working nights and things like that. Um, so it's a big change, you know, for a lot of people. Um, we, we, we got one uh, great agent uh, from Joe. He was a property in property management. Yeah. So he kind of knew the lingo and, and we didn't have to like teach him, you know, a lot of that. You know, he just had to get accustomed to our system. Um, but the avatar that we kind of look for now is not a brand new agent. Maybe we've done 10 deals. Um, you know, we're not teaching the purchase agreement of every line item too, but we're just trying to teach them how to make money. Like yeah. if you want to come learn how to make money, more money, then let us teach you, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think um, something else that you mentioned earlier was like, you know, just kind of the structure of your team and having a listing coordinator and transaction coordinator and marketing help and stuff like that. And all of that, when you start adding it up for an individual agent gets expensive, right? So, you know, doing 10 deals on your own versus coming on a team and doing 20 or 25 deals and right. having all that supports, you know, I think super helpful. Yes, that's the most attractive thing. I think as team leaders, sometimes we make it too much about the leads. But, you know, we find that people really want that help, that mentorship, that balance and you know quality of life, you know, and, and take all the paperwork and stuff off of them um, so they can just focus on selling. Yeah. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Stay in your lane and don't do your paperwork because it's probably That's not right. going to be right. <laughs> um, so as far as, you know, you mentioned leads, what where's your team kind of finding finding leads right now? What's your kind of main pillars of, of uh, yep. lead sources? So as a whole, um, you know, we still do a lot of, of sphere of influence past client because that's a large majority of my business now and mine's included. I still sell um, the team members fill out their own business plans. Um, the only lead source that they are required to work is the pay per click Google that we pay for. That, uh, we use Commission Zinc as a CRM and and we've got a huge database in there of opportunity. Uh, so they they work those and then they work whatever lead sources on their their business plan. Um, we've had a lot of success with expireds over the years. That's kind of where I started yeah. um, calling expireds um, a little different in this market. Um, but, you know, that's that's we still work those. And we, we've we've kind of pivoted towards circle dialing. Our business is built on phone calls. Um, Sounds like so, it. <laughs> yeah. So if when you come to work with us, you know, it's kind of a prerequisite. Are you willing? Are you able to at least learn. Um, if not, it probably won't work out with us. And that's just how we do it. Yeah. Um, now we are active on social too, but um, it starts with that with us. Um, so whatever phone outbound prospecting that you can put on your business plan, then of course, whatever else we can ner- um, develop through social and interaction, we do. Yeah. No, I think that prospecting based and then, you know, enhancing it with marketing is is always a great, um, you know, yes. way to, to drive business. Um, it's always interesting too, like the, just making phone calls. Cause I think that like, what, 
I guess where I'm going with this is so many people get so nervous to make phone calls, um, you know, mm-hmm. scared of rejection, scared of, you know, whatever it may be um, for someone that may have some of that apprehension. What advice would you give them to kind of get over mm-hmm. it? I think getting really connected to your why and why you're doing it. If you have a really strong, emotional, maybe even selfish why um, and remembering that and trying to get connected that, to that emotionally. And, and the upside is so huge and what it can do for you and your family if you really dive into that. You know, so I think kind of getting emotional with it in that way. And it's like, man, I can really change my life if I'm willing to just talk to people. Like, and think about the people that are outside, like roofing and, and doing all this really hard labor, you know, and all you got to do is come in here and learn some skills and talk to people like, you know, it, and you can have a better life. So that, that's what I would think about. Yeah. No, I, um, have you ever read the book, uh, by Bill Hart, white collar warrior? No, that sounds like I need to. <laughs> You're like, let me write that down. Yeah. Um, but basically it, it draws, you know, and there really aren't parallels, but it draws the parallels between like, you know, sales and marketing to like serving our country. Right. Oh, wow. And okay you know, just the, the mindset needed for that. And like throughout the book, he's like, you're not putting your life on the line here. So stop like basically making it right. like you are like, get out there and, you know, toughen up a little shit bit, done, right? basically. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll check um, that out. But it's a really good mindset book and it does, it does kind of bring you back to that, you know, kind of what's your bigger vision? What, why mm-hmm. are you doing this, you know, type mindset? Um, you for that recommendation. Check that out. All right. Well, flipping it back on you, do you have any books that you've read recently or like your like go-to new hire books that y'all have agents read? Uh, more like, well, I've had some some leadership books that come to mind that really resonated with me. Um, five, five Dysfunctions of a Team. Yep. Um, or it was a very impactful on me. Um, the book, The Go-Giver or A Go-Giver um, yeah. was a really good book. Um, let's see. That's the first two. So that's, yeah. that's, that's what I, no, right I, yeah. I, I like it. I'm, um, mm-hmm. I selfishly ask that question because right now I'm doing 75 hard and I'm about to finish my book. So yeah. I need to figure out what my next book's going to be. Um, because I, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That five dysfunctions of a team was, was awesome. Uh, it was, it was really helped, you know, when you have a group in a team setting, um, you know, to really reevaluate how you're interacting and viewing what's negative and what's positive on a team, uh, was really profound to me. Yeah. Um, that's like Patrick Lencioni. I love his books mm-hmm. cause they're like easy to read, but super impactful and like mm-hmm. give you like tactical things of like, you know, uh, how to hire, what to look out for stuff like that. So I wholeheartedly agree with that one. Awesome. Um, Dusty, if you weren't a real estate agent, what would you be doing? I think I would just be building a business, uh, in some way I, I've kind of discovered that, sales can can kind of be parallel you know i didn't really realize how important sales was in all businesses you know like before i started learning about how to you know be successful in this business um so i think i would just be in some sales oriented uh you know business um i also think i might could have been an attorney you know and argue <laughs> uh, but I, more, more than likely just just building a business built around sales if it was well, real estate. You say uh you're more of a salesperson than a paperwork person. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of arguing going on for attorneys, but there's also a lot of like reading and paperwork. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for for uh talking me out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna be your like third career, I guess. We'll see. No. 
Um, so I know you've had a lot of different um, experience and like different facets of the real estate industry and kind of mm-hmm. took a, a little bit of a winding path to get to where you are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like what advice would you give for, you know, since you came from kind of being an investor and owning investment properties and stuff like that, I know you own mm-hmm. them still, but like what advice would you give to like an agent that's looking to work with someone, you know, or investors? Cause I think that it's sometimes difficult to flush out if someone's actually an investor or not. Right. First of all. Right. Um, and okay. then I think it's just a different client. Right. So like, do you have any advice you'd give to agents? Um, I think be an investor yourself, um, you know, and that will really give you confidence, you know, when conveying knowledge to potential investors. Um, some things are just hard to learn unless you go through them yourself. Um, I mean, certainly you, I mean, you can tailor your content toward investors. Um, you can know the inventory. You can get to know developers, um, you know, and, and kind of network in that world. Yeah. But I, but I think most of, of my when I speak to investors, you know, the confidence I can convey them is just, you know, real experience things we have been through um, ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, So as far as if, so do you, I guess, do y'all have short-term rentals in your market? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is it difficult to find them? Uh, No, I mean, we, um, you know, we are, we are a beach community, um, yeah. you know, Gulf Shores, Orange Beach. So, I mean, we we have a lot of them. I think now in this market, it might be more difficult to find the right investment for you and make, making sure, um, you know, that you're putting your money in the right place um, because prices are up. Um, yeah. Returns are a little bit down. I mean, the, the rental revenues have gone up, but not at the same pace as the sales prices. You know, so um, we've done some things, you know, moved our money around a few times, just trying to make sure it's in the, in the best you know, place long-term for us. Um, we've moved our money kind of out of some older buildings, you know, like yeah. once you get past 40 years old, that's a pretty old building, you know, <laughs> moving our money to some new developments and things like that. Yeah. Less uh, mm-hmm. stuff breaking down and things like that. I just wasn't sure. Cause like, I know in some of the more like tourist type areas, like there's a lot of restrictions against short-term rentals. So I wasn't sure if like that had kind oh, of moved into Gulf Shores gotcha. or Orange Beach. No, I mean, they have um, draw, you know, drew lines pretty defined, but, you know, it is, um, you know, our beach, both beach communities are all uh, short term rentals. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very cool. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I'll keep that in mind. Please come visit. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say is kind of like your ideal daily schedule? Because I know obviously like you have your team. I know you work out. I know you have mm-hmm. a family. So what does yep. that look like for you? So, um depending on what's going on with the kids, you know, I'll wake up between four and 5 a.m. You know, so it's usually either a 5 a.m. workout or a 6 a.m. workout. Um, You know, the 5 a.m. works a lot better for me. So um, in most, you know, most days, you know, 5 a.m. I'm back to the house, 615, kids off to the school, we carpool. So sometimes I'm taking, sometimes I'm not, you know, taking them to school. Um, You know, so I do the kid that, you know, get the kids off at the office by eight. Um, We do huddle as a team in person, at 8.15 to 8.30, uh, where we do um, script practice, accountability, motivation, whatever we need, you know, is, is needed then. Um, we've been doing 8.30 to 10.30 phones um, for several years now where, you know, we tuck away and we make our calls. Um, we've st- just in the last week, we've looked at the idea of giving that 8.39 time to get with the transaction coordinator, housekeeping, and et cetera. Um, not calling as many expireds anymore. So it's not as critical to get on early. So we're thinking about moving that to 9-11. 
Um, so I, I, I do my best, you know, with the amount of businesses and business I'm doing to do that myself. Um, but definitely an expectation for the agents to do that. Um, ha- housekeeping, you know, either 1030 to 12 or 11 to 12 with the, you know, you're writing offers, you you know, whatever you're doing, that sort of thing. You got to have time for that. And then appointments in the afternoon after lunch. Um, that's what we try. To, that's our ideal. <laughs> yeah. What, um, what would you say to someone if they said that they don't like doing role play? Um, I would say why, uh, you know, h- how did you come to that? Uh, I just, you know, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, yeah. Well, let's role play the, the conversation. Okay. Right. Um, right. I just get really nervous. I, you know, I don't, I'm fine when I'm in front of clients, but like, I just get really nervous with the team, you know, mm-hmm. going over these things. Okay. I, I understand that. Would you be open to doing some role play? Just you and I one-on-one, I'd be happy to set some time aside to do that for you, or maybe with another agent. Um. Yeah. I mean, I just, I kind of, I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't want to say, I, I don't see the point, but like, I just don't know if I see the value in it. Cause like, I'm fine when I'm in front of clients. It just, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I've heard that before. And I, and I think that, um, well, how about this? Why don't you just come sit in our huddles for a while, listen to the things we're talking about. And I bet that as you go out and start having conversations with clients, that you're going to see some parallels of things we're talking about. Um, and some ways you can improve, you know, to your conversion and therefore your income and therefore, therefore your life. So why don't we do that for a while and then see if you feel the same way in a month. All right. Um, I, so we do a, a lot of role play as well. We have, mm-hmm. um, you know, buyer role play, we have seller role play kind of overcoming objections and stuff like that. And then even like, okay, this week we're all we're doing is appointments. So like set it, how do we set appointments? How do you, you know, overcome people's objections, whatever. Um, and I get that a lot. People are like, oh, I just get so nervous when it's like with the team, but I'm fine when I'm with clients. I'm like, but are right. you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, look, and you listen to their calls, go with them maybe, you know, but uh, I do find that some people do struggle in that environment. You know, they do kind of lock up, um, but I think there's some value in pushing through that, you know, because, you know, it is a pressure situation no matter how you slice it, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for me, I think with role play, um, and script practice, it's like, I know you're not going to go and like, hello, it is wonderful for us to meet today. And, but it like, it gets all the right words in your brain and you can make them your own. So at least that opening line, I find, you know, at least getting the conversation started, you know, with confidence and something concise. Um, and then if you want to get off of that, you 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 can't (laughs) go on a tangent. Yeah. Good deal. Um, all right. I'm going to hit you with a hard hitting question. Okay. I hope, I hope you're ready for it. Okay. Let's see. The, the anticipation. Um, all right. If, if it were your last meal on earth, what would you be eating? Hmm. Spaghetti. My wife's spaghetti. Yeah. All right. Some good stuff. What, uh, like, is it like a tomato sauce? Does she like make it? Is it meat it sauce? Meat. It's meat okay. sauce. Yeah. I don't know. It's made with love. I guess it's just really good. <laughs> <laughs> the main ingredient is mm-hmm. love. I, I like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Very cool. What about you? What is your what is your last meal? Um, so my two favorite things to eat are steak and sushi. So it would be some sort of combination mm-hmm. of like red meat and sushi, yeah. some sort. It's a little surf and turf twist on the like surf it. and turf. I like it. Depends who made the sushi, but yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to like go get gas station sushi for my last meal. Last but one, right? you know, we have yeah. some really good sushi in Orange Beach. Okay. Well, you're just yeah. kind of stacking the the reasons mm-hmm. for me to come. I'm like, you know, investment property, beach, um, you know, obviously to see you and sushi. 
So, right. you know, in no particular order. Welcome anytime. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you um, and taking the time out of your busy day to come chat for a little bit. If people want to find you online, where's the best place for them to go? Uh, Dusty Cole on Instagram, Dusty Cole team on Facebook. Um, Dusty at Dusty Cole team is my dot uh, com is my email. I'm an open book. Happy to help anyone. Um, you know, thank you for inviting me. Good questions. Good, you know, good, good, good time. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you. Can't wait till we get to see each other in person again. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Katie.